This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash happier. Visit IXL.com slash happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about a pop culture-related try-this-at-home tip from our friend and former producer, Kristen Meinzer, and I'll share one of the happiness hacks that I invented and I am most proud of. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am, yet again, in my home office right here in New York City. And joining me today from sunny Puerto Rico is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I got to say, it is a real treat to be in the same time zone as you. I am really loving that. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer, temporarily relocated to Puerto Rico (laughs) from Los Angeles. And yes, Gretchen, I'm not getting texts from you at four in the morning anymore because <laughs> we're in the same time zone. It's great. Yeah, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we launch into our Try This at Home with Kristen, we wanted to do an update from episode 322 last week when we talked about picking the right word. This was an idea that struck a note with many listeners, and they told us about the words they chose. Yes. Rebecca said... Well, listening to episode 322, I thought of the word fancy. Whenever my children reach middle school and their junior high years, throughout the normal course of conversation when sharing about their day, they would inevitably mention that one of their peers was dating a classmate. In an effort to keep the conversation light and to subtly emphasize the importance of striving to like everyone and not overinflating the fickle nature of middle and junior high school romantic experiences, I would choose to say in response, is that so? Well, is there anyone at school that you fancy? Or does anyone at Mm -hmm. school fancy you? I'm sure my children rolled their eyes at my use of such an old-fashioned term, but it seems like the right word to use in an attempt to encourage them to share without employing the words like or love. Hopefully they could find something to like about everyone, and love seemed to bring an overt seriousness to a topic that was meant to be light and fun. 
I think that's a great idea. To fancy someone really yes. has a very different set of connotations. I like that notion. And Jen talked about picking a word for herself. She wrote, I would always say that I was nervous or anxious about new-to-me situations. I started a new job at the end of 2020 and was thrust into a lot of new situations. My word for 2021 was embrace, and part of that was to embrace discomfort in order to grow. Now, instead of saying I'm nervous or anxious, I say that I'm uncomfortable. Instead of spiraling in anxiety, I'm addressing the discomfort, and it helps remind me that I need these experiences for growth. Plus, feeling uncomfortable seems short-lived, while nervous or anxious can grow and grow. Eventually, I will be comfortable. I love that. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And Ella said, when I heard you talking about the perfect word rattled, it reminded me of my word, which I had to share as I don't think it's used in the U.S., but we have it in the U.K., miffed. To be (laughs) miffed is somewhere between being taken aback and being disgruntled by something. Not quite angry, but a little put out. I say I'm a bit miffed when I am slightly peeved and I'm really miffed when I don't want to use the words angry or frustrated as I feel these are often words that make people defensive. Often when I say I'm miffed, people get the injection of whimsy in the word and are more receptive this way. It also helps me not upset myself more by using overly emotive language. It's so important to find the right word when communicating with others as well as ourselves. I love this idea of miffed. Let's bring miffed into widespread use. And I think it does have that bit of whimsy that can lighten up a discussion of a negative emotion. Love miffed. Miffed and fancy. (laughs) And now we have a special guest to suggest a try this at home idea today. Our friend and former producer, the enormously productive Kristen Meinzer. Among other things, Kristen is co-host of several popular award-winning podcasts by the book, Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen, Innovation Uncovered, When Megan Met Harry, and We Love You and So Can You. She's also the author of the terrific book, So You Want to Start a Podcast, and also the co-author of How to Be Fine. Not only that, Kristen was our former producer back in the day. Yeah, Alyssa, do you remember when we did we did our second live show ever in Seattle? Kristen was with us, and one of our segments was Choose Your Happier 911 song. And I'm not sure I remember the song exactly right, but I feel like I remember seeing Kristen coming on stage with us to dance to Miley Cyrus's Party in the USA. Do I remember that right? Yes, I think you do. And what I remember is that she was fearless in her dancing in front of this crowd. And I was so impressed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will post a photo of the three of us from that night. And now it's so fun to be back together again. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Oh, my gosh, Gretchen, Liz, it is so good to see you, too. I'm sorry, nobody else can see them, but <laughs> believe me, listeners, Gretchen and Liz look gorgeous right now. Oh, well, I'll post you. a photo, but it's so fun. It's like a reunion. Oh, it is a reunion. I'm yes. always thrilled to be back together with you, too. I love you, too, so much. So thanks for having me back. Yes. Okay, Kristen, we have invited you to give us a try this at home tip this week. What do you have for us? My try this at home is to practice a little bit of movie therapy. Mm. Explain explain. what that is. Yeah, (laughs) sounds good. All right. So to elaborate, I know that a lot of us, when we're feeling down, we turn to our old standbys. Uh, For example, 
I used to always watch the Golden Girls anytime I was sad. <laughs> I used to watch The Sound of Music anytime I was sick. Yes. And a lot of the uh, Netflix data shows that people are turning to their old favorites during wow. quarantine. Friends is being watched just as much as ever. The Office is being watched yeah, just as much as ever. Yeah, that's my go-to show is The Office for sure. But I got to say, as much as we all love our old standbys, I think that directing our viewing to what our predicament is can sometimes make us feel so much better. So just to give you an example here, when I was thinking, oh my gosh, I am never going to make it. I'm too old. Other people are more successful than me. I like to watch Julie and Julia. And I'm then reminded oh. that Julia Child didn't even start cooking until she was 40. You know, right. it's great to be reminded, right. you know, based on your yeah. own predicament, it's great to see somebody else who's there and to feel a little bit less alone. And when I was just a young, poor, struggling temp, I really would have benefited from watching a movie like Clock Watchers, which is a movie with, you know, Parker Posey and all these great indie stars who just have dead end jobs and they haven't achieved their dreams yet either. And it's important for us to see people who are like us sometimes. And I got to say that during COVID, I have watched um, Parks and Recreation for the first time in full because I miss seeing people in an office. So, Oh, yes. So I have found that just directing my viewing specifically, whether it's a TV show or a movie, to what I'm going through makes me feel even better than those old standbys. And I love those old standbys. I don't mean to put down those standbys in any way. Golden Girls forever, yes. But, <laughs> but it certainly has made me feel a little bit less alone with whatever I'm dealing with. Uh, it's made me feel more seen. And sometimes it just gives me the vacation I need to from whatever I'm dealing with. Well, I think of Mary Tyler more like for that starting out in a job feeling. Oh, yes. That, that, that moment when she throws her hat into the air, which is so iconic, but it's that scared, but excited, and you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. It just captures that new job excitement. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you're speaking to my heart because that show takes place in Minneapolis and she is a producer. And me as a producer from Minneapolis, I'm like, oh, oh, I feel that. Well, (laughs) when we went to Minneapolis for the live show, A, Elizabeth was like, we were going to go to the house and visit it. (gasps) And we talked about it. She was like, I want to buy a house in Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis. Oh, my gosh. We loved Minneapolis and we embraced the Mary Tyler Moore vibe of it all. That is so fun. I forgot you were from Minneapolis. Oh, my gosh. I love that you that. No, we are Midwest sisters from another mm-hmm. mister. <laughs> well, I knew you're from Minnesota, but I forgot that you were actually from Minneapolis. Yes. yes. Well, Kristen, this reminds me, like, when I moved to L.A., I really missed New York, and that's when Sex and the City was on. And so I <gasps> oh, found, yes. I, I totally saw Sex and the City as therapy. Not that my life in New York was anything like the lives of those <laughs> women, but nonetheless, like, it made me feel connected to the city. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's a movie called New in Town, which has Renee Zellweger going to Minnesota. And at one point when I moved to New York fresh out of college, I went to the movies and I watched that just to hear Minnesota accents because, you know, sometimes it's just tiny little things that you'll catch. And maybe watching Sex and the City, you're not walking eight miles in stilettos and sleeping Mm -hmm. with a different man every night. (laughs) But maybe it's the energy of just looking up at night and seeing the sparkly buildings or being surrounded by a million people on the street every day speaking different languages. And maybe Sex and the City can give you that, even if it's, you know, not realistic in those other ways. (laughs) 
Right. It can capture that environment or those surroundings. Now, how about this? Is this an example of how the opposite of a profound truth is also true? Because sometimes when I'm going through something, I like watching something like Game of Thrones, where I totally do not relate to any of it. None of their problems, none of their surroundings are like anything that I'm going through. And so I find it kind of a relief because I'm like, I don't have to worry about riding a dragon. I don't have to worry about being invaded by sea. Maybe it's kind of opposite day. Oh, yeah. I think that that can also be very, very true. My co-host on my podcast, Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen, that's usually the way he sees things. He says sometimes we just need to escape stuff. And he says, mm. you know, isn't that one of the greatest things about movies is it gives us a chance to escape what we're going through. So, yes, yes. I absolutely agree that's true. Rafer thinks that's, that's true as well. And, and I'm not going to say I don't enjoy that as well. But what I've gotten the most comfort from, I think, is really just seeing myself in a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show. Because isn't that what we all want is to be seen? I feel like it's so easy yes. to feel unseen in this world and uh, to feel a little bit less alone. A movie or a TV show can give us that. Well, sometimes it's funny because you'll go to a movie like in the old days when you would actually go in a movie and a lot of people in the audience will laugh appreciatively at something I don't get. And I'm like, <laughs> th- this is like speaking to them on a way like I don't 100 percent get all of it. But it's always fun when that happens when you're like, oh, There's a joke that's going over my head, but I get a kick out of the fact that they're enjoying it. Yes. And I got to say, I really miss those movie theater moments. Yes. I miss it so much. One thing that I used to always do when I would go to the movies was if there was something that was especially intense or uh, exciting or moving, I would pause and I would turn around and look at everybody's faces lit up by the screen. Yes. And, yes. you know, we don't quite have that right now because we're, no. we're all in self-isolation right now. And that, that feeling of unity with other people, how can we feel that? Maybe we can just feel that more directly with the screen by choosing the right TV show or yes. movie. And Kristen, you actually give people movie therapy on your podcast, yes. Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, this is a show that it's kind of a spinoff of a podcast at WNYC that my friend Rafer Guzman and I used to have years and years ago. Yes. Uh, we used to review movies. We used to interview movie stars. Every once in a while, we would administer what we called movie therapy. People would write in with their <laughs> issues and they would say, what should I watch to deal with this? And so it kind of grew out of that back in March 2020 when people were first you know, getting lockdown oh. orders. Old listeners reached out to us and they said, would you please just bring back the movie therapy part? I am anxious or I'm fighting more than ever with my spouse and we're always having the same fight. Or I need a vacation from my kids or my love life is now on the rocks or I'm going through a breakup oh. all alone. I'm going through so many bad things and I'm here alone in my house and the only company mm. I have is my TV. Would you tell me what to watch? And so all these letters just came out of the blue and Rafer and I said, well, sure, we'll start a podcast. And it's been amazing. Hundreds and hundreds of letters later, more than a year later, we're still making the show. And every week we still get more letters from people who are having their TV as their main source of company, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. or who feel like they've watched everything that Netflix has to offer. And we try to help them feel a little bit less alone and uh, help them hopefully see themselves on the screen in a way where they don't feel like a freak or they're not the only ones who whose love lives have suffered over the last year or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Now, I have to ask you, Kristen, I know that you know your tendency. You are an intensely productive person. I mean, you get so much done. You've started and and hosted and written and done so many things. 
and you are an obliger. So tell us, do you have any thoughts about harnessing the obliger tendency? Because clearly you have harnessed it excellently. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if I have all the time though, because as you know, Gretchen, I do occasionally have a bit of obliger rebellion. (laughs) It happens. Yes. I, I oblige and I oblige and I oblige. And, you know, I just feel that tremendous weight over my head. If I don't, you know, if someone's counting on me, um, I need to get this done. And mm. in my case, that somebody who's counting on me could be a co-host. It could be my listeners. Um, yeah. It could be something more amorphous that I don't even know somebody's counting on me. Um, and so that really helps me to get things done. And what I have found is that when I don't have anybody to be accountable to, I frequently don't get anything done. So Mm. what's helped me the most is to try and make sure I usually have people that I'm accountable to, and it helps me get more done. I'm not saying it always works. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other thing I've found for myself is the more I have on my plate, the more I'll do. Because if I only have one thing on my plate, I just think, oh, I'll get around to that thing on my plate eventually. Mm. I have all the time in the world. I can do that whenever. And so people sometimes ask me, how can you host four podcasts at the same time? And and the way I host four podcasts is because if I only hosted one, I don't know if I would ever get that one podcast done. (laughs) 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 Well, Kristen, it's been so fun to talk to you. So fun. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. It has been so great. Thank you so much, you two. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Coming up, Gretchen has one of her favorite happiness hacks ever. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for our happiness hack. And this is something you thought of that you love. I do. I love this. I think we may have mentioned it before, but I feel like it it needs the (laughs) dignity and profile of a true hack. Okay. And this is the toy jar. Okay. So once I had kids, I realized that I was accumulating a bunch of little trinkets, little toys, glittery Super Balls, those miniature pads of paper, tiny, tiny sets of dice, small plastic zoo animals. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes this stuff is just junk, and I, try, I would try not to take it. But sometimes I really liked it. You know, mm. like it's cool to have a little miniature harmonica that really works. Mm-hmm. But where do you put this stuff? How do you put it away? How do you organize it? Because it's all just like little odds and ends. So what I did is I went to the container store and I bought apothecary jars. Those are the round, clear, old-fashioned jars. And I just dumped all the trinkets into the toy jars. And what happens is, A, it's easy to put the things away because they just go in the toy jars. And also, B, they look terrific. Like if they're on a shelf, they're colorful, they're really enticing. So they're put away and they're put in a way that makes them look good instead of just being this jumble of stuff. Yeah, I remember those on your shelves, Scratch. And yeah, yeah, it's always like, oh, I want to take off that lid and see what's in that jar. Well, and we still have them. Um, I still, I just added something to them yesterday. And I will also say, because I do love these, another reason that they're useful is if you have little kids, they often have projects where it's like, create your imagination cap. And you're supposed to like super glue Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff to a baseball cap, actual assignment that my children had. And then you're, what do I super glue to this cap I have? It's like, let's look in the toy jars and see what we've got. But I would say this, if you have little kids, I would get acrylic or plastic jars. I'll put a link to something that I found online, not glass, because the glass could break. And this is something that little kids could be playing with. Mm. And so I feel like it's safer if it's not glass. I will also say, because I do love this hack, if you don't know how to entertain some small children, if, as long as they're old enough not to put the stuff in their mouth, you just dump out the contents of the jar, say you can pick three things that you can keep or whatever, mm-hmm. and let them go through it. And that is hours of entertainment. And then you, you just dump it out. And then when they're done, you just put it all back. So it's quick. It's easy. It's so satisfying. I like that stuff. I want to keep that stuff. I dare say you could entertain an adult this way as well, looking through detritus of childhood. Yeah, I mean, this stuff is just fun. So the toy jar. I will post photos and I will post a link if you want to try the toy jar hack for yourself. I highly recommend it. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for a know yourself better question. Yes, and this question is, do certain situations send you into shock. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this because as a writer, when I get an important edit back, a significant edit, I often will feel kind of stunned and overwhelmed by it. I I lose my focus. You would think, oh, this is the moment when I would be the most attentive and like jump right in. But in fact, I often don't feel that way at all. I kind of go into shock. Mm -hmm. I do. The same thing can happen when we get notes. Like, There's a period of time afterward where it's just your head is spinning and you've shut down and it feels like you're never going to figure anything out. But luckily, we know we'll get through it. Yeah. 
I guess it's the criticism and also the prospect of, of knowing that you're going to have to do all this work and thinking. It just blows your circuits there for a little bit. Yes. And I have to say, even though, Gretchen, we all know writing is rewriting and we yes. know that over and over and over again. Nonetheless, when you hand something in to someone to read, you expect them to love it and not yes. have a huge amount of work for you to do. But yet there always is. It is astonishing where you're like, literally not, not one word of this could change because I have spent so much time on it. And then you're like, and now I'm rewriting it from beginning to end. Yes. Um, I also go into shock in a very different situation was if I am shopping and I buy maybe more than two things, I kind of go into shop shock. Yeah. Or sometimes even when I just go shopping, I kind of get glazed over and shut down. And mom, because I often go shopping with mom, she'll say something like, you know, are you at your limit? Uh-huh. Do we need to end it now? Or, or, or do you have any more salmon? Because at a certain point, I'm like, okay, I'm in shop shock. I got to go. Yeah, Grace, you really are someone who has like your eyes glaze over at times. <laughs> Roll around in my head. <laughs> also, when you're really tired, your eyes completely glaze over. And then it's like, okay, time for bed. I'm lucky that everybody is so paid. Like when I'm staying with you in Los Angeles, you're always so considerate. Like, oh, it's four in the afternoon, yeah. but I know you need to eat dinner. Like, yes. let's go do that. <laughs> Gretch, I go into a slight shock if I've invited people over to our house. Yes. So I'm like, oh, this is, will be so fun. I'm going to invite these two families over on Friday night. And then once everyone's like, yes, we're coming, I go into a shock of, oh my God, now I have to execute this. Yeah. Even though I'm not cooking anything, it still overwhelms me and I have to push through. Well, I think what's helpful about this Know Yourself Better question is that if you see the pattern, you can plan for it. Like you, mm-hmm. you say, this is just part of what happens. I can anticipate that I'm going to feel this way. I'm not going to be surprised when I feel this way. I can take steps to mitigate what I am very likely to experience, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I just need to know that I might have a period of shock. Yes. And like you, I know when you get edits, you plan for it. Yes. Yeah, I will. I'll like say I'm going to read them and then I'm going to not try to work on them for the rest of the day. No matter what time they get in, I'm going to have a full night's sleep and then I'll start them in the morning because that's my because I'm such a morning person. I'm like, let me just tackle this in the morning when I'm fresh. And knowing that you're going to experience it can be really helpful. Like we've only bought one apartment. We've only gone through it one time. And a friend of mine, right before we went to go do the closing, which I had no idea what to expect, my friend said, let me just tell you, Hmm. you're going to feel terrible. Mm. Like, of course, you'll feel incredibly grateful and thankful that you can buy a place, but you're going to feel like you're signing your life away. You're going to feel like you're making the biggest mistake of your life. And that was super helpful to me because that is indeed exactly how I Mm -hmm. felt. I, I I expected I would feel joyful and so happy and grateful. And this is like a whole new step. No, I felt terrible. And it was really helpful for me to know, maybe not everybody feels that way, but knowing that my friend warned me that that was a possible shock experience made it a lot easier for me not to panic and think, oh my gosh, we really are making the biggest mistake of our life. I was like, maybe that's just something that happens to people with such a taking such a huge step. Yeah. Just happens. Yeah. I find in general, if you're expecting to feel terrible, you feel less terrible. Like knowing that it's normal and part of your process makes it less upsetting and that makes it go way faster. Well, but back to this idea from last week about picking the right word. What do you think about the word shock? Do you think the word shock is overly Mm. dramatic? Should we come up with a different word for it? Or is that the right word? To me, 
that's always how I think of it. Like yeah. that feels like the right word, but I'm wondering, should I should I have a different word? Mm. Well, what I like about shock is that it has a physical component, which this feeling yes. definitely does. And it's just temporary too, that it's right. a reaction that passes. Well, we can ask listeners, if anyone yes. has a better word for this feeling, what is yes. it? I would like yeah, to What's know. a better word and what puts you into shock or whatever right. synonym you would suggest? Yes. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear how other people experience this. Yes. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a writing-related demerit. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight, and one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for our happiness demerits and gold stars. And this week, you are up with a happiness demerit. Well, on the theme of editing, um, and one of the things I realized, I'm working on my draft of my book of the five senses. And what I find, and I found this in the past, is that I will tinker endlessly with my favorite parts mm. and postpone working on the bigger, tougher questions and this reminds me of one of my own aphorisms, which is that working is one of the most dangerous forms of procrastination, because it's not that I'm off watching Parks and Rec right. or Mary Tyler Moore. I am working. I'm sitting working on a draft at my computer, but I'm not working on the things that are the big, gnarly problems. I'm working on the, the parts that I already really like and think are good. Well, what I have to say, Gretch, is I think that might be a way of psyching yourself up to tackle those. Oh. So it may actually not Ooh. be as much of a demerit as you think it is. It may be a way to prepare yourself. 
Well, to get engaged and then work on it. Yeah. Well, that's good. I like that. I like that reframing of the demerit. Excellent. So, Elizabeth, what's your gold star, having given me a little lift on my demerit? <laughs> okay, Gretch, I have to give a gold star to the Bravo app. You know, ah. I love Bravo, and I've never, I always just watch it on TV. It's the yeah. home of the Real Housewives and many other shows. But I'm in Puerto Rico. Obviously, I don't have a DVR or anything like that. But I realized I can go to the Bravo app on my iPad and watch all of the housewives, Top Chef, Below Deck. And I'm working so much and I'm just so wiped out that being able to watch like one episode of The Real Housewives Mm. before I go to bed, it just, it's something I need so badly. Well, because it's, um, you can control it because it's the app. Yes. Yes. No, yeah. I can just choose what I want to watch. And it's just wonderful. And then there's an app for everything and there's an app for Bravo. And I'm very grateful for it. So Bravo to Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) So the resources for this week, many of you are completists. And we hear from people who are sorry that they have caught up and now have to wait for each Wednesday to get a new episode. So if you like to listen and you want more, remember you can listen to my audiobooks. They're available, Audible, iBooks, Google Play, anywhere you listen to your audiobooks. If you are trying to form good habits, for instance, as we're going back to the new normal, my book, Better Than Before, is out in audio. I I narrate it. And speaking of books, if you want more book recommendations, you can follow me on Goodreads. You can check the hashtag, hashtag Gretchen Rubin Reads, for my weekly photo of what I read that week. Or you can read my monthly blog post roundup where I write a quick description of response to every book that I've read that month. And speaking of reading, Elizabeth, what are you reading? I, I know you're working so hard. Yes. It's hard. I'm not reading as much as I would like, but I am getting a little reading in. I was reading The Tale for Time Being, which is so good, but it was just too challenging for the moment. Yeah, it's a complex book. Yes. Right now, I'm reading Well-Behaved Indian Women by Samya Dave, and it's very entertaining. And it also sort of pertains to an episode of Fantasy Island we're working Mm. on. So I can feel like I'm working while I'm reading it. How about you? This is like a reading tip, like for hashtag read 21 and 21, which is choose the right book for the moment. Sometimes you can love a book, but it's just not the book for the moment. And so to read, you have to find the right kind of book. I am reading On Lighthouses by Jasmina Barrera, which I very much enjoy. Mm, I like the title. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Try some movie therapy. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you and what movie or TV show did you choose? Thank you to our guest, Kristen Meinzer. You can listen to her podcast, Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, here it comes. Please be sure to tell a friend. We love word of mouth. Or rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So, Gretch, after being here however many weeks, I finally went in the ocean yesterday. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm only going to be there for a few minutes. I don't need sunscreen. 
Yeah, guess what? I got totally burned on my shoulders, so. But you got into the ocean. That's good because I was oh. feeling bad that you you you've been there and you're you you're looking longingly across the palm trees and you hadn't even put you only put one hand in to check the temperature for the for the actors. You hadn't caught in yes. yourself. Can I just say the water here is so nice and warm. It's awesome. From the Onward Project. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. <laughs> 